Hey, I'm Grant, and this is my podcast. It is Grant's podcast, and I'm here with a good friend, Claudia Campos. Hi! Yeah, Claudia's on. Um, she's listened to some episodes, and um, yeah, I'm excited to, to bring her on. And the reason she is on here is because I am very interested, and I love to hear stories from Cuban immigrants. And she is one, so we're going to learn more about that process, and we're going to learn about her story and stuff like that. So, um... Thank you again. Oh, yeah. This is awesome. Thank you so no, much. No, I'm excited. Um, okay, so when and where were you born? Okay, so I was born February 10th, 1998 in Camagüey, Cuba. Um, yeah, yeah. And I moved here in 2005. 2005 you came here? Yeah. yeah Straight yeah. to Wynwood? Mm, or did you live somewhere No, else? I lived somewhere else. So I moved... We lived in a bunch of different places because we rented in different areas, but mm. definitely in Miami the whole time. Um, I lived in Sweetwater for a while. I lived in um, Doral, um, mm. and then I recently moved to Wynwood. Cool. Yeah. How like, long have you been in Wynwood? Um, like two years. Yeah, two years. Cool. So, did you? Where'd you go to high school? I went to Miami Arts Charter School. It okay. was in like the design district, and then it just recently moved to Wynwood. Okay. Yeah. There is a school in like downtown Miami. What's the school? Is it New World? New World? Probably New Probably. World. Probably. New yeah, World yeah. is like right right in downtown. Yeah. yeah. Um do you want to share how you came here and what that was like? Yeah. I <laughs> My family got really lucky. I I always tell them that like my my dad like constantly plays the lottery because he thinks he's gonna win <laughs> and i'm like papi like you won the lottery once you're not gonna win it again mm -hmm. so they don't do it anymore but cuba used to have this like lottery for like visas to come to the united states mm -hmm. and my my parents entered the lottery and they won my mom won wow yeah so then like we were able to come my mom my dad me and my sister mm -hmm. and then we brought over my grandmother um like two years after cool yeah that's yeah. that's insane so you got you come on plane yeah yeah we came on a plane wow. we came like completely legally which i mean like is a crazy thing because like most that's cubans insane. like yeah. it's not that easy and like yeah. it's a struggle so do you know of any stories that stand out to you about coming over from cuba i mean i know With a lot friends of people, or well, family or... i know my uncle came over through Mexico, which was, like, a lot, because mm -hmm. you, he had to, like, pay money to, like, for someone to take him to Mexico, and then mm -hmm. from Mexico to come over, um, mm -hmm. and cross the border, and that was, like, much harder than, like, yeah. what we did, and I mean, a, a bunch of people came, like, in boats oh, yeah. for, yeah. like, a long time, and that, I can't even imagine, like, I asked my mom and dad, and they always said, like, it, we would have never done that, like, it's just... Because yeah. it would have been putting my sister and my lives at stake. That's yeah. hard, you know? Yeah. Um, so 2005 you came. Um, what was it like when you first got here? It was horrible. Yeah. 
<laughs> it was pretty awful, yeah. Yeah, we were, I mean, we were, me and Claudia were talking before, and I heard an interview um, of Jose Fernandez, who um, used to pitch for the Miami Marlins, and then he passed away uh, a couple years ago. And he um, he said, Dan Levitard, who's a, a sports radio slash TV personality, is Cuban also, and he asked him, like, what was it like um, when he first got here, and Jose said that it was worse than when he was in Cuba. Yeah, it's, I don't think people understand, like, the trauma that comes with it. I think, like, you know, you mm-hmm. you leave behind, like, your family and your friends and your school, mm-hmm. and you're forced to move into this new place where you don't speak the language, so it's not like you can communicate with anyone, yeah. and, like, you miss your family, so I don't remember, I don't have, like, um, vivid memories of this, but... I know my mom would tell me that, like, I would go to sleep, like, crying, and she would, like, hear mm-hmm. me cry in, like, the middle of the night while we were, like, when we had just mm-hmm. moved, um, and I do remember, like, being in class and having to read out loud and just being, like, or, like, I remember having to do assignments and, like, being super frustrated because I couldn't understand what I was reading and just, like, the yeah. frustration that came with that because, mm-hmm. you know, you're sitting in class and you don't understand a thing you're being told, which is really hard. Yeah. So were you in ESOL? Yeah, I was in ESOL for like two years. And then I was, um, I, I, okay, so I went to a private Catholic school on a scholarship for Mm -hmm. elementary school. So then, but that was, I did one year in public school. I did first grade in public school, transferred to the private school because my mom worked there. So we got a scholarship. Mm -hmm. And then. Uh, when I went back to public school for middle school and high school, I was still in ESOL because they had never taken me out of the program, even though... From before? Right, because, like, when I moved to Catholic school, they didn't have that, so I thought I was, you know, out of ESOL, and then I got to middle school, and they were like, oh, by the way, you're still in ESOL, and I was like, oh, well, I don't think I have to be anymore, (laughs) so I was like, let me test out of it, so I did, and... Well, if you don't know Claudia, she is probably one of the, the smartest people I know. Stop. Um, I I I you're she's gonna be Doctor Claudia. K. I don't even know if you want a doctor, <laughs> but she will become a doctor. Um. So yeah, I think that I think that's kind of funny how. No, yeah, um, it was. Like, yeah, you're back in song and you're just like. No, yeah, they were like, "Do you need extended time for like your FCAT?" And I was like, "No, I mean." No, probably not. Did you know any English before? No, no, no English. It was really Did your family scary. any No, I mean, English? no, it was really hard. And, like, I can't even imagine, not even, like, hard for me, but also, like, hard for my parents. Like, mm-hmm. I remember, like, they would help me with, like, my math homework and, like, because my dad loved math, so he would always help me. But, like, he would have to, like, he would help me with, like, an English dictionary because he had to, like, look up the, like, mm-hmm. instructions so he could help me because... Yeah. And I just, like, I can't imagine how hard that must have been. And yeah. I, there's, like, a lot of frustration that comes with that. And So, learning the new language that was mainly in school, were you, would yeah. you attribute school to... I definitely attribute school. I attribute theater, too, because I started doing it, like, really early on. Like, I started doing it in, like, second grade. That's awesome. Yeah, and, like, you know, it was, like, drama club, and it was in a Catholic school, so you yeah. can imagine, like, it wasn't... Yeah, yeah. But still, like, I... I think, like, you know, forcing myself to, like, memorize lines and, like, Mm -hmm. speaking in front of an audience. And, like, I've always been a really artistic kid. Like, when I was little, like, I used to, like, 
sing like Shakira's songs. <laughs> like they used okay. to call yeah, me Mini yeah. Shakira, and like yeah. she was my idol, still is. And um, yep. <laughs> so like then I took up dance, and I was really bad at it, but it's fine. Ballet was hard. <laughs> um, and then oh, especially Miami. Yeah, it was huge dancing. Yeah. Um, and then I did some singing. Um, and then I did. I started theater. It was really, it was really. I stuck to it. Cool. What is your parent? What do your parents do now? Um, my dad is an electrician, and my mom works at a school as like the cafeteria manager. So she mm-hmm. like handles like lunch applications for like the students that like get free lunch and stuff. Um, okay. And she like makes sure that like all the food follows like Michelle Obama's like <laughs> health yeah. regulations things. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. What she does, yeah. Did what did they do when they first came here? Oh, um, my mom. What did my mom do? My mom, I think, worked for a couple months in. Was it a bank? She definitely got a job with like through a friend of ours that mm-hmm. got her a job, but they like fired her because she had to like take us to school and drop us off from school and like the times weren't working so they were like oh we can't have you so then after that she our other a family friend of ours got her a job at um a school as like just helping her like as an assistant and then she just moved up and she continued at that school yeah and my dad my dad did a couple things he did um what is it like the Late night truck drivers. Um, I think that's what. Yeah, truck driving. Like he did that for a while, and that was really hard because he like you know it's really hard to do that. Like you barely get sleep and like you get home really late, and that was like horrible. So Mm -hmm. then he got he his like uh, certificate in order to be able to like do electricity, and then Mm -hmm. then um, and now he's like working at a company, and he's been doing that for a while. Is did they do similar stuff in Cuba? No, my this is so. No, it really sucks. Um, my mom and my dad are both engineers. My uh-huh. my mom is a chemical engineer. My dad is a uh, an either electrical or like technology engineer. One of the two. Mm-hmm. I think it's electrical. And um, they got their engineering degree in Cuba, but when they moved over here. It didn't translate the same. The degree didn't translate the same. So it mm-hmm. pretty much was like they had gone a bachelor's in just like chemistry and um, like science. Okay. So they the only thing they could really do with that was teaching. Like if they wanted to get their engineering back, oh, okay. they would have yeah. to have gone back and like take a test. In school and stuff like that, yeah. And like my parents, you know, like they didn't have the time for that and like to mm-hmm. be able to go back to school and learn the language and all that. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, I like I, I I struggle to to learn. I mean, I just can't imagine the the. I, you know, I was I was raised in South Florida, but I was raised with a. I mean, all my family is from America. Never, no one in my family has immigrated uh, somewhere, and especially somewhere where it's it's almost night and day, like, right in the world. So it's like a new world. No, it. That you're living in. It definitely is, and, like, it's it's so hard, like, because, you know, you can't really make friends because you can't, like, talk to people, mm-hmm. so, like, and, I mean, I had it easier than some people, I think, like, um, you know, some people, in Miami, everyone speaks Spanish, you know, it's yeah. not, like, it's not as hard, 
mm-hmm. but I think like I can't imagine people like emigrated to like I don't know the Midwest or something yeah. and then that's that's really hard yeah so you'll barely have anyone speak Spanish to you so mm-hmm. that was but it was still really hard for me I don't know I I learned st- it took me like around like two years to learn English like completely mm-hmm. and like feel comfortable um in one sentence describe Cuba Ooh. Mm, in one sentence um it is a it is a beautiful country mm-hmm. um with really wonderful people that has just not been taken care of like it's gotten destroyed mm-hmm. which is really sad because you know i think it's such a beautiful place with like so much potential and you know you just go to certain areas and you see so much poverty and so many people like Mm -hmm. suffering and that's hard you know yeah i i've i've heard it's gorgeous one but the people are just so beautiful and they're so they're really happy to be alive and to be you know, to be able to have the things that they have. Yeah, it's they, hard. They take, they make a lot out of a little. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's, we, I really do think, like, Cubans know how to hustle, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. we know, we, you know, we lived in struggle, we grew up in struggle, so you just make do. Like, uh-huh. the other, uh, when I went back for winter break back home, my dad and I were talking about, like, so after the Soviet Union got, um, you know, got separated didn't Mm -hmm. exist anymore um the soviet union was the one that was like helping cuba the most after the embargo was um Mm -hmm. set and and you know like all of our money was coming from the soviet union like all Mm -hmm. of our trade everything so once that like went away Mm -hmm. cuba fell into like its own version of its like great depression so like Mm -hmm. my dad was telling me about that and just like how they like there was nothing like there wasn't deodorant, there wasn't food, like, my dad had to go out and, like, grow rice, uh, and, like, by himself, and, mm-hmm. like, find ways to, like, get milk, like, they, they, they just didn't have, like, basic needs, and I was like, yo, you guys, you guys know how to survive, yeah. we are survivors, and I think that's, like, the beautiful thing about Cuba and its people, that, like, you can, you can see their survivors, it just sucks that that has to be the case, you know, yeah. because it shouldn't have to be if you were to just describe America in one sentence. <laughs> um, it is... It is a land of opportunity. I will say that. Mm-hmm. But... Um, but I think it, all of the systems in place in America are very unfair. Mm-hmm. And definitely cater to the one percent and it makes it very hard for mm-hmm. others so yeah it makes the american dream difficult to achieve i don't think there's i don't think there is an american dream anymore yeah <laughs> it's hard yeah yeah people i hear it a lot yeah yeah definitely so um how was describe the day that castro died oh yeah people we're so happy and like there was like Calle Ocho went crazy like people (laughs) came out with pots and pans like it was a celebratory day in Miami um I was here when it happened or maybe I was in Miami Tallahassee 
Yeah, sorry, I was in. It might, it might have been in Tallahassee when it happened. I for, I forgot. I don't. It if it was like win, winter time, then I was probably yeah. in 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 Miami. But mm-hmm. um, I just remember people being so happy, and I just kept like asking, like, "Wow, we are celebrating someone's death. Like that's kind yeah. of awful." Mm-hmm. Um, but Castro like destroyed a lot of families and like killed a lot of people mm-hmm. and put a lot of innocent people in jail and then it's also hard because at the same time i know a lot of people that he helped like i mean Mm -hmm. when cuba was still under like a capitalist regime um my my grandmother was living in poverty like just horrible horrible poverty and like castro helped her get it get out of that so it's really Mm -hmm. hard to when the revolution happened. yeah when the revolution happened so like la revolution like helped a lot of people it's not that but then it also, like, destroyed Cuba. So yeah. that's just, like, horrible to think about that, you know, like, I think it was, it wasn't necessarily the revolution that was in the wrong. I think it was that it was led by Castro and Castro was not a good man. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah. I definitely, like, I wasn't sad when Castro died. I was mourning his death. I was like, well, you know, he did a lot of horrible things. and Yeah. Yeah, but I definitely, there was a moment where I was like, wow, we are really celebrating someone's death right now. That's just yeah, horrible. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little weird. Yeah, yeah like I was like, weird. Cubans were out in the streets like yeah. praising, but mm-hmm. yeah, I definitely, it was, it's a weird thing. This, this year, um, I've been thinking a lot more about, you know, how we view these characters, like Castro as like these really horrible people, but mm-hmm. you know. When he, when he started, like not everything that he was saying was wrong or horrible. Like I mm-hmm. think he had, it's just that, one communism looks great on paper, but it's really hard to achieve. Like in mm-hmm. fact, like I don't think Marx ever wanted it to be put in place. It was just like his manifesto. Yeah. yeah. Um, and two, it's just um, and and two like Castro just I think either one was horrible and was just saying things just to say things or two just like lost his way in the process you know yeah so mm-hmm. do you have you ever been back to cuba yeah i go back all the time really yeah i've gone back a lot um i spent five years here without going back to cuba so i think i went let's see i was six when i moved so seven eight so I was around eleven or twelve when and you went back for when I time. went back for the first time. How was that? And that was really scary. Not scary, but like just sad because so when I was in Cuba, um, all of my family lived in this really big house. We all lived in a huge house, like mm-hmm. all of us together. My mom, my dad, my grandmother, my uncles. Mm-hmm. So like it was and so I lived with my cousins, so I would see them every day. They were like my sisters. We grew up together, like still to this day they're my sisters Mm -hmm. and it was just hard to like come back and have those like awkward moments of like silence because you're just starting to get get to know each other again because we haven't spoken for five years and like they have all these memories of us when we were kids but we're like different people now Mm -hmm. and that was hard but after a couple days it was like back to normal and like i love going to cuba and i love seeing them and like leaving is always the most horrible part because it's like reliving that experience over and over and Mm -hmm. you know you have to say bye and know that they can't get out and that's what really like sucks and hurts that you like you're like 
you know you're going off to like somewhere better and they're like stuck in Cuba without a way out which mm-hmm. sucks yeah. what was the last time you went um let me see I I have a picture so I will tell you but the power of iCloud the power it gives you the dates it gives you exactly I'm like because honestly <laughs> I do not remember um it was definitely in December not this December uh last winter break so so it must have been 2016 Hmm. yes oh no not even because i graduated in 2016 so if it must have been no december of 2015 Hmm. so that was the last time i went Hmm. so what what has changed since when you left Cuba and then when you went back in December of 2015? Um, in, in Cuba specifically. In Cuba specifically. Yeah. Um, I think there's still a lot of poverty. Um, but, you know, when Obama was in power, like, relations were just starting to get, like, fixed. Mm-hmm. things. So there was a lot of, like, communication about, like, what happens next. And, like, I mean they got internet they have internet now which is like a big deal they didn't have that before so that's like pretty awesome at least like internet to like the normal population like Mm -hmm. um so i mean it's can you like communicate with your family and stuff through that kind of they it's still really weird like first of all you have to go to the park to get internet like the city's park oh okay and then like you have to pay to like get it on your phone and then you can only use it for a certain amount you can only use it while you're in the park so yeah i only communicate but yeah we like facetime sometimes like we like chat and i get to see them yeah but it doesn't happen often because you know they have to pay for it and it's expensive and Mm. they only make so much money so you you say you have a sister Mm mm-hmm so it's just you and your sister yeah the only kids are you older or younger i'm older so, but only by a year, so. Okay. So, was there a lot of times where you had to be big sister and teach your little sister and stuff because your parents had a provider, they they had, they had something else where it was almost you were in charge? Um. Does that ever, did that ever happen? It, that... I think it, honestly, well, my sister and I are only a year apart, so I think, like, mm-hmm. it, we were going through a lot of the same things at the same time. There wasn't right. that much of an age gap where I ever felt like I was that much older than my sister. Yeah. Uh, probably, I felt older than my sister when I got to college. Um, but, uh, my, my mom was really good about, like, not putting that pressure on us. I'm really grateful to my parents because, you know, I, I think it wasn't until I got to college and I became, like, really independent that I realized, like, First of all, just how expensive things are and, like, like <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> how, how, like, yep. how much, like, money goes to, like, rent and electricity and, like, my parents never put that pressure on us. Like, they were never, like, we, we knew that we weren't well off. We knew that, like, we couldn't, you know, I, I wouldn't even say we were, like, middle class. We were, like, definitely, like, but my parent, you know, if my sister and I wanted something maybe we wouldn't get it when we asked for it but we would get it at some point and like mm-hmm. my parents were never like oh you have to worry about money or you have to worry about your sister because we have to go out and make that money like they never they never put that pressure on us and that i'm really thankful to them for that um 
and also when my abuela came my grandmother um it relieved a lot of the pressure because when my mom and my dad were at work she was at home Mm -hmm. so like she would take care of us and like you know she she became like our second parental figure like our third parental figure how's the food oh the food is so good the food is so good it's honestly the thing i miss the most someone the other day told me like oh um they say Cuban food is better in Miami than it is in Cuba, and I was like, they lied to you. Oh, okay. They really yeah. lied to you. <laughs> no, the food in Cuba is so good. At least the meat is, like, because in Cuba, like, everything is, like, grown naturally. Like, that meat that you're eating is, like, from an actual pig that they've raised and then killed. Like, it mm-hmm. wasn't, like... So, everything is... Just tastes better. There aren't so many, like, preservatives and things in your food and fertilizer and, like, mm-hmm. who knows what else. Yeah. So it's just so good. I feel like the rice is better here because, you know, they like clean it. Okay. It's like they, yeah. they yeah. like, it's processed. So in Cuba, like, you have to pick out everything from the rice because it's naturally grown. Uh, yeah. So it's like a process. But I love the food. The food is so good. If anyone wants, what's the best? Cuban food experience mm. in the United States. In the United States? Yeah. Like, like if someone was listening to this and they're like, damn, this makes me want to eat Cuban food. But like, what they want to, like, the food that they should eat? Or, or to like, go. Or to go somewhere? Where to go and what to get there. Okay, so, alright, a lot of people say La Carreta's the best. Okay. And La Carreta's good. I have nothing against yeah, La Carreta. That, you know, yeah. it's okay. Yeah. But I'm personally, like, a big fan of Versailles. It's okay. in Calle Ocho yeah. in Miami. It's the best food. Just it's so good. Precise. Yeah, it's it's okay. just really great. Either that, or um, Sergio's is really good in Miami. Also, mm-hmm. I would say those are my top two. Um, What's the best to get at Versailles? Uh, um, it What's depends what thing? you like. You can get like honestly, I I feel like such a bad Cuban saying this, but I don't like pork that much. Like I okay like. <laughs> I, uh, I'm so ashamed. <laughs> I'm really ashamed. I I don't like pork that much, but, you know, like, like pork asado con gris and yuca, like, that's always a move, always mm-hmm. the best move. <laughs> oh, yuca, um, that's all I hear. Exactly. Yuca, yeah. And either, but always my fave is, like, white rice with ropa vieja, which is, like, ripped apart, like, meat. Okay. Like, cow meat. And mm-hmm. then... Like, it's in, like, tomato sauce and onions and so much good stuff. And then, like, yuca or platanitos or something. Or mm-hmm. tostones. Okay. Yeah. So that, and these are all in Miami? Yes. Yeah, these are all in Miami. I don't yeah. think I've had Cuban food outside of Miami other than here. Mm-hmm. And What do you think of Gordo's? It's bad. It's bad? It's, I'm kidding. Yeah. It's not bad. It tastes okay. good. I eat it. And it, I'm it like, wow. It does taste good, yeah. But is it? But, beautiful? you know, like, I'm like. Okay, I could have made this better in my house. Like, I just paid for a meal that I could have made in my house. Yeah. Probably tasting better. <laughs> I mean, that's essentially what it is. Right. It had to be an old house. Oh, for sure. It looks It looks like one. Yeah. I mean, I'm here. guilty of eating Gordo's. In fact, I often tell my friends, yo, let's go to Gordo's uh, because... Yeah. It's good. It's, it's good. that Cuban fix that you need in Tallahassee. <laughs> you can't really get it anywhere else. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. it's pretty good. Um, yeah. I've definitely I go a lot, but I can I can attest to the fact that it's not like the best Cuban food I've had okay. at all. But yeah. Um, what is your lap like? What What's the image when you think of Cuba? What's the mental image that you think of? 
I think of my house and like my cousins. Like, mm-hmm. I think of us like playing in our little like we there was like this little circular patio we used to have in like the middle of the house, and I mm-hmm. just picture that and us playing. Yeah, and that that's probably the most vivid image I have. Just mm-hmm. our home. I haven't. It sucks because I haven't gotten mm-hmm. a chance. I went to La Habana when I was really little, right before we came to the United States. So I like I see the pictures and I know that I went, mm-hmm. but I don't have like the most vivid memories of it. And yeah. every time I've gone back to Cuba, I've always stayed in Camagüey just because it's like cheaper and like my cousins live there. So it's just if we like go to other places, then we have to like pay for us and for them and for the rest of the family, mm-hmm. and we're like a troop. So, <laughs> it's a lot of us, um, but I definitely, next time I go, which will probably be this summer, hopefully, um, I will, I want to travel more, like, I want to go around, like, different places in Cuba, outside of Camagüey. How many times have you been to Havana? Um, just that one time. Just that oh, one time okay. when I was, like, six, and that's really? it. I haven't gone back since, which sucks. Cause so, I do you, are you going to try to go this summer? Yes, I want to try to go. I want to try to go to La Habana, I want to go to Varadero, which is, like, a huge, like, beach mm. in in Cuba, and then probably, like, uh, Cienfuegos, or, um, yeah, something like that. So where you grew up, how far is that from Havana? Havana is pretty far. It's pretty much going from, like, Miami to Tallahassee. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, like, they're very, like, the two different spectrums, you know? Mm -hmm. But, um, you can, most people, most people drive, and I, like, I have some family in La Habana, so I definitely Mm -hmm. should go. I just haven't yeah. gone because money, but... Where have you gone in the United States, travel-wise? Um, I've been to New York and Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. and thanks to college auditions, that was the best. I got to, like... Yeah. That, yeah, was, yeah. that was... I never went outside state. It was always... I stayed in state for all those auditions. Really? Um, yeah. It yeah. was, like, a fun time, um... I love New York. I really want to go to LA because that's where I want to move when I graduate. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm definitely planning a visit to there soon. Might be this summer too. The summer's just gonna be Dang, the summer bro. of discovering. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I really want to venture out there. So, but yes, so far only New York and Pittsburgh, and then I've been to Dominican Republic um, mm. and Mexico. Mm-hmm. But Mexico was on a cruise, so you know it's like one of these same, where like same. you're like, you're like you can for like twelve hours. Yeah, you can something. say you've been to Mexico, but have you really? Probably not. So no, yeah, Cozumel. Like Cozumel yeah. is not Mexico, yeah. okay? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So. Um. So how how would you say? Did you were there family when you went in New York and Pennsylvania? No, you, I. It was just for was it auditions? It was, was for like, auditions. I went to New York for a week. I went to Pittsburgh for a weekend. Um, if in New York, I stayed with a friend of mine who was like two years older than me. So she graduated before me and she was living in New York. So I stayed okay. with her in her apartment and I love New York. New York awesome. is, it's an amazing place. It's great. Yeah. I don't want to move there cause it's too cold, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. My you cr- were, you were arguing that it was too cold this, today. this morning and today. it was like 51, Literally 52. 52. Yeah. I, I've just, while I've been here, I've realized <laughs> I just really hate the cold. Like, yeah, I probably yeah. would have lived a very unhappy life if I had moved to New York to New for York. school. <laughs> like, like, I probably would have been like, wow, I'm moving back to Miami. It was snowing a couple days ago in New York. Yeah, no. It Snow was... isn't cute. Like, 
anyone can fight me on this. Snow is not cute, okay? It's cute the first day. If you day. like snow, I will fight you. No, like, it's cute the first day when it's, like, white, and you're like, oh, well, I'm in Wonderland. And then, yeah. at least in New York, like, wait a day and let it get, like, disgusting and dirty oh, and, yeah. like, start to melt, and it makes your shoes wet. Yeah. <laughs> it makes everything slippery. I just don't... I don't see the is that Is that what has you going to LA instead of yeah definitely first the weather I need something that is kind of a blend between New York and Miami which seems like LA is literally that maybe I don't know um and well I don't know either so (laughs) I'll let you know this summer we'll find out in three years in three years (laughs) um and also just because originally I didn't want to go into film at all Mm -hmm. I didn't like the industry I wanted to stick to live theater but I feel like there are a lot more up-and-coming opportunities for Latinos in film like more things are getting started I feel like and I feel like there's only more to come so Mm -hmm. I really want to be there for that and yeah yeah I just I think I have more opportunities in film than I do in live theater especially because I can't dance and I can't sing so (laughs) I can't Catch be on me. Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, describe El Coqui. Oh, uh, El Coqui was wonderful. It was an amazing experience. Shout out to Christian Mercado and First Edward Bonahue. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah we did is... a one act. And then uh, he directed. Yeah. <laughs> Christian is the sweetest. Oh. Um, mm-hmm. It was an amazing experience. I think, first of all, like I'm so grateful this semester. This has been the semester of me, I think just really exploring my identity i'm doing very much like uh very latinx centered projects i'm mm-hmm. i i did a cookie in january my seven minute performance for rogue was centered oh, around you... i did that yeah cool. it was centered around my abuela's experience in cuba uh-huh. um and then i did i'm doing un poquito francisco mm-hmm. cabrera uh Francisco's flow piece, um, which is about um, an Afro-Dominican um, boy who doesn't speak Spanish, and just kind of the Latino experience in general, mm-hmm. which I'm so excited about. And then at the end of April, I am putting up my own show in my house um, about all Latino women and just Say it loud exp- and proud. Yeah, <laughs> and just about our experience in the United States and all of the challenges that come with being a woman and also being Latina mm-hmm. but also just how wonderful and amazing we are so yeah so you mentioned a lot of Latinx this semester specifically or mainly this year yeah I think th- this semester specifically I tried to I I just I grew tired of expecting things to change um, in our program and you know like expecting opportunities to come for people of color and I've just mm-hmm. come to terms that you got to make your own opportunities and mm-hmm. so I've been doing a lot more of these projects and I'm so excited you know it's so weird coming out of Miami because you know you're in Miami and you kind of just assume someone ha- you have some Latino in you somehow you know like yeah. so coming here and seeing that that's not the case and that, like a little different there yeah. aren't as many Latinos as you think and people are going to be racist towards you and mm-hmm. like I don't know last time I work at Chewy's it's um a Mexican restaurant and oh I, I have some stuff to talk to you about Chewy's really yeah oh wow okay. do it a little bit later um <laughs> <laughs> I 
I had just a couple a week ago I had just an awful, an awful experience with like a a table mm-hmm. where they were like you know the guy had a southern accent so I I couldn't really like hear him because mm-hmm. um, he was already like much older and like he also had an accent so it was just I kept like saying like oh I'm sorry like can you repeat that just to make sure I got his order correctly and it was just so horrible and he was like oh like he said it and then he was like oh comprende and I was like I literally was like oh my god like this is hor-. like I'm like I don't even know how to respond like mm-hmm. I was like I'm so furious right now and in that environment like you can't like what am I gonna do kick him out like you know he's paying for his food and I'm yeah. his server and sad- sadly like you have to deal with that but just that this thing these things happen and that these like you know mm-hmm. they're microaggressions but they're still racist remarks yeah and they affect us more than I think they they do so I feel like since I've moved to Tallahassee like I have to like claim my identity like I feel like we have mm-hmm. to I have to yell that I'm like Latina because if not like mm-hmm. you are either gonna be like stereotyped or like just not respected so I just it's, it's been a lot of me like reclaiming my identity and being like yes I am Latina and yes I am proud mm-hmm. and in Miami you didn't really have to say that because like everyone around you is Latino we're all Latinos and proud you yeah. know but yeah. it's not the case here and that's that's what I think has like led me into a lot of these projects but back to the main question El Coquín was wonderful and um <laughs> I <laughs> I learned a lot um Christian is really smart and I just I loved learning about Puerto Rico and just all of the the like struggles that they had to go through and definitely like they have been colonized by the United States and mm-hmm. just you know what happens when you take action and just the labels we give to that you know mm-hmm. when someone goes and defends their people and does something rash in order to do that yeah um you know, we label that as terrorism, but I mean, they've been terrorizing the Puerto Rican people forever. So, you know, our sometimes our villains and our heroes—it's it's such a gray area. And I think that's what really got me thinking about Fidel Castro and just the way we villainized him. Yeah. Um, and you know, he was a hero to some people. Yeah. Even though he was a villain to like others, and mm-hmm. that's just really interesting. It's got me really thinking about that. Yeah. How do you, how would you, how do you relate, not just with El Coqui, but just any Latinx experience that you've observed yourself that other people are experiencing? How do you relate to that? Yeah, I think, I think all of us are united by this, like, I feel like all Latinos have this, like, common, like, love for home and this, like, this desire for like the homeland like I'm always like oh I want to go to Cuba cause, because Cuba is my homeland like mm-hmm. um, the motherland <laughs> um, so I feel like we have that we have that pride and we're also just I feel like all Latinos are just like really good people like we're gonna go and we're gonna work hard and we came to this country to work hard and to make a better life for ourselves and mm-hmm. you see that in like all Latinos or at least I do yeah. And it's really nice to to see that being shown in works of art. And also, like, the struggles we go through. Because all of us, you know, we have to face racism. Mm-hmm. We all have to face this, this struggle of trying to learn English. Especially, like, immigrants. It's, it's hard. Mm-hmm. But it's nice to see that being explored in, cool. work, in recent works of art. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Alright, uh, what is something that you think that most people don't really know or understand in Cuba that you know and understand? Yeah, um, I think it's really interesting. I was going to mention it earlier, but just, so Kim Kardashian went to Cuba and, like, posted pictures and was like, Mm -hmm. oh, like, Cuba is so beautiful, like, with their antique cars and, like, their old buildings, Mm -hmm. and that was such a problematic post, and, like, nobody really, like, talked about it, or, like, just because it's, we, like, she totally just talked about Cuba like it was this like beautiful place and the things she mentioned like we have antique cars in Cuba because no one has brought like new cars to Cuba and like mm-hmm. I can promise you the Cuban people don't want to be driving these like cars from the 50s mm-hmm. you know what I mean like yeah. it's without air conditioning and like that keep breaking like every couple of days like it's really really hard and no one wants to live in like these dirty broken down buildings no one wants to go to the hospital in Cuba which isn't taken care of it's just, it's really interesting the way Cuba's glorified for what it looks like, which is fine. I think Cuba's beautiful, but, mm-hmm. like, what is beautiful to some people, I'm like, that is destruction to others. To like, others, that yeah. is destruction to, like, my family, and mm-hmm. that's just, it's hard, but also funny. What is something that you didn't know slash understand oh, okay. of Cuba that you do know? Oh, okay. Um, I think just how... How just how difficult the system makes it for people. I think I always kind of sort of knew that. I mean, that's why we wanted to get out. But just going there and like witnessing witnessing it, because like there are two um two forms of money in Cuba. You have like pesos, mm-hmm. and then you have like dollars, like um, dólares. Mm-hmm. And so everything at the stores is in dólares, but the people get paid in pesos. So, mm-hmm. like, 25 pesos is un dollar, like one dollar. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, if they make 500 pesos, that's not enough to, like, buy things at the stores. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's funny because, like, one dollar is one American dollar. They, like, translate the same. Mm-hmm. So, like, when I go to the restaurants, it's great, like, as someone who's coming from the United States, like, oh, wonderful, I'm paying $3 for my meal, Mm -hmm. but to them, $3 is a lot of freaking money. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, in fact, you know, you can pay for a resort in Cuba with $50, and the Cuban people will tell you, like, no, don't do that. Give those $50 to me, because those $50 are going to make a, like, huge impact on my life. You know what I mean? It's Right, it's insane, just how interesting and the fact that like you can be a doctor and you can have spent like so much of your life studying and like it just the Cuban people are so smart I'm that is one thing that Cuba does really well and it's mm-hmm. the education system those kids are so smart <laughs> um my cousins are brilliant smarter mm-hmm. than I'll ever be um and so just and they're still getting paid like in pesos and what they make like 500 pesos a month which is nothing that's Mm -hmm. that's nothing that can't they can't and that's saying like you have a like you're a doctor you know if you're not a doctor then it's Mm -hmm. gonna be less than that and Mm -hmm. that's just like ridiculous wow yeah all right 
we're going to play word association. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm scared. Um, the USA. Um, opportunity. Miami. Home. Immigration. Painful. Want to elaborate on that? Yeah. Um, it's just hard. It's, it's even like, I, I don't think it's as hard for Cuban people as it is for other people. Um, mm. because making that choice is hard. Of coming mm. to a completely new place where, you know, like, your degree's not going to translate the same. Like, you're going to have to find, like, a new job just to make a living. And, you know, a lot, you know, a lot of people are their kids, their kids are going to like, um, but, you know, you know, I'm here, 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 it's hard to make friends. And then on top of that, Cubans are so lucky, because Cubans, we come here and we're immediately given papers, and we're not considered illegal immigrants, and, like, everything is pretty much set up for us. But, like, if you're coming from different places if you're coming from colombia or ecuador or peru like it's different Mm -hmm. and you know you move here or mexico and you move here and like on top of making that difficult choice in order to get this better life you have to live in fear every day of your life because you might get deported Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and i think it's like a really courageous choice anyone that does it but especially like even outside of cuba because i think cuba has it easy once you get here mm-hmm. other countries don't yeah so, so painful yeah i think yeah definitely it's and courageous i think like it's a it's a painful choice to make but it's also like a really brave choice and like mm-hmm. i commend anyone that does it mm-hmm. um, and i'm grateful to my parents for doing it and for getting us out of cuba and giving us a better life than we would have had Mm-hmm. But I can't, I can't imagine how hard it must be to like live in this country without papers and have to go through all that fear. And now that Trump is president, it's just mm-hmm. a mess. I just can't even imagine. Yeah. The last one, you. Ooh! Oh my god. Um. <laughs> <laughs> this is hard. I don't know. Yeah, I, don't I don't know. It's the hardest one. It's the hardest one. Um. Yeah. Mm. I did an awful job with No, <laughs> I I just wish I had a so, I wish I just had it in like literally the the hardest thing I could have had. No, I think no. I I would say um diverse. Mm-hmm. And I and I mean that in a couple of different ways. Like I I'm not only like a person of color, but I'm also um a woman and I consider myself an artist and mm-hmm. I consider I now consider myself an activist because I just feel this need in me to like create art just that is for my people about my people and mm-hmm. I think Samer for that you know he always says like yep. an artist without a cause is no artist no art, at all yeah. so I think I really live by that now so just a diverse little nugget that's me a diverse little nugget <laughs> yeah that's great um so you're show that you're putting on mm-hmm. 
Let's advertise. Yeah. What Free propaganda. Free propaganda. Let's go. What, um, what's it called? When is it being performed? Where is it going to be? It's going to be at your house. It's right? going to be at my house. Um, I uh, definitely have the event page on my Facebook. I'm not going to sh- give my address out, but <laughs> <laughs> that's a little scary hey, for there me. There you go. No, but, yeah, yeah. Um, definitely, like, if you um, want to find out about the event just add me on facebook and i will invite you to the event page because that's public but it's pretty much it's called confessions of women from east la it's a Mm -hmm. series of monologues um about different mexican women um and their different struggles in the united states it um deals very heavily with like sexual assault and just that's something that we as women have to live with Mm -hmm. every day um and but also on top of that like what comes it also like as latinas like we are like sexualized and and stereotyped on top of that and Mm -hmm. like fetishized so just Mm -hmm. everything that comes with that also yeah so just the monologues are really beautiful they're hilarious but also really sad um okay yeah and uh We've done some really cool things. Each monologue takes place in a different place in my house. Um, so it's kind of... We're, yeah, we're going to be following them along. Mm-hmm. It's kind of immersive. Not like fully immersive, but there's mm-hmm. definitely going to be some audience actor interactions. Um, we've played with this whole idea of different of the different rooms in like site-specific theater. Um, so we've worked really hard. I'm just excited for people to see it. And I, I, when is it again? It's April 28th and the 29th. It's Saturday and Sunday. Um, there's an, a 9 p.m. show on Saturday and uh, an 11 p.m. And then on Sunday, it's an 8 p.m. and a 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there can only be 10 people per showing because, you know, it is my house and we're going into, like, all the different rooms and yeah. only so yeah. many people can fit. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely, like, on a reservation basis. So people mm-hmm. just text the number on the event page and reserve a seat. Cool. But... It, it's looking really good. I'm so proud. My girls are so good. Um, we've worked so hard. And, yeah, I'm just ready for people to see it. Yeah. Yeah. If Could you perform it now? No. <laughs> Is it, like, if we went to your house right now, would you? Um, I'd be really scared to. Uh, yeah. I definitely don't know the monologue yet. My monologue, I haven't completely memorized <laughs> okay. it yet. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yesterday we did our first stumble through, and it was just really cool to see the monologues back to back and mm-hmm. how it's looking in the different spaces and because I um blocked all the monologues individually so I I didn't really get to see them what they looked like when it was just one after the other and it's just looking so good and honestly my actress like the girls who worked with me are so talented they half of the job was casting mm-hmm. so yeah. it was just really great and um I've come to really enjoy directing I really really like it and I want to continue, like, working with that, developing that. I can see that. So, mm-hmm. we'll see where that takes me. But, yeah, I'm just excited for people to see the show. And I want to get people talking. I want, you know, I want people to start talking about just how, you know, how horrible sexual assault is. And also, like, the Latina experience, the Latina woman experience mm-hmm. in this country versus, like, Mexico in their case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Confessions of Women from East LA. Mm-hmm. April 28th, 29th. Claudia's house. We're not going <laughs> to tell you guys where. 
Because safety reasons. For, yes, for safety reasons. Is there anything else you um, want to say? Wait, when are we talking about Chewies? You had things to talk Chewies. about. Chewies. Oh, yeah. So, oh, all right. I had a great experience at Chewies. <gasps> it was great. Wait, you went? Yeah, I took my girlfriend. Um, two weekends ago? Grant, you went when I wasn't there? I know. I know. Oh I'll God. go back when... We'll, we'll go back. Go. Take Scott. Okay. You guys should both and go. Scott will go on a date. Go, there you go. Yeah. When it, go on a date where I work. Like, okay. text me. Be like, hey, are you working? And then... Okay. Yeah, I keep telling John and Scott. Scott, to go. Scott yeah, go. there you go. With Chewies, so I didn't. I don't think I tried the best thing at Chewies. What did you try? I got. Um, I just got like three enchiladas. Okay, that's um, the enchiladas are removed though. They were good. They were good, but I think there's potential for better stuff. Okay, next time you go, definitely try our specials. Our specials are mm-hmm. so good. Like on the day that you go. Okay. Try the special. Yeah. I recommend Mondays. Mondays is our stuffed avocado. If you like avocado, Ooh. it's literally I'll like try it. it's a freaking <laughs> like fried avocado with chicken and queso and just goodness. Yeah. And um, I that's always a move. I always tell people the specials are the way to go. And then also our burritos are so good. They're huge, but mm-hmm. they're delicious. Um, honestly, I just love the food at Chewy's. I went yesterday. And I had never used my employee discount until yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I got an appetizer and a meal for $6. And I was wow. like, I should just eat here every day. <laughs> In <laughs> fact, it. why am I going to Wendy's when I can just <laughs> eat really good food here for the same price? Taco Bell is more expensive. The thing with Chewy's that I was like, whoa, was they give you chips and salsa and ranch. Like a ranch Our thing. creamy jalapeno. The creamy jalapeno ranch. And I was like... Okay, so I I will eat ranch with anything. I love ranch. I have some ranch in my my refrigerator, and I just keep it. And then like I dip everything in it. And then they gave us this substance, and I was like, "What is this?" And but after the waitress left, and my girlfriend was like, "Is it queso?" I'm like, "I don't know. I'll try it." And I tried it. This is ranch dressing. This, is, oh, and there's a kick to it too. Yeah, it's the, literally it's. it's People ask me all the time, and I'm like, oh, you know, it's ranch with jalapenos in it. Oh, it was, it was, it was great. It was it's... great. It get, it's unique to Chewy's. Um, so if you're in Tallahassee, I went to a Chewy's in New York, like Times Square. Awful experience. Really? Went to this Chewy's. Great experience. Wow. Honestly, so... like, Chewy's has a really good reputation for, like, just really great service. So I'm surprised that you had a horrible time at the one in New York. Like, that's so funny. I mean, I guess it's yeah, it was, it's New York and it, it's probably it was really busy. Yeah, it was really busy. We didn't get our food for like an hour. Oh, no. That's horrible. That doesn't happen here. We don't let that yeah. happen. Yeah. Um, no, I love Chewy's. I love the people I work with. I love the management. I love the food. Also, like, Chewy's is just like, everything is like freshly made. I don't know if mm-hmm. your server told you this, but like, we make the food completely like brand new every morning like Mm -hmm. nothing is frozen except for like the fries that we put in the kids meals but other than that everything is like made that day right tortillas are freshly made like damn it's just so chewy's is it's the move it's the move it's the i swear by our food like i will hype it up it's it's so good but yeah i'm glad you like the creamy hap the first time i tried our creamy hap i started so i started working at chewy's because i used to work at Genghis grill (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which was right next door yeah, yeah. and Is it closed down 
Yes. Well, no, no, no. Scott and I already knew each other, but Scott oh, okay. and I got close because he got me a job at Genghis, Genghis Grill. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 I used to, so I worked at Journey's Kids originally <laughs> okay. at the mall. That was really horrible. Don't work at Journey's, guys. <laughs> um, and Kids sector or just Journey's? No, general? like Journey's Kids. Like their kids store. Yeah, That's yeah. where I worked. But don't work at Journey's Kids or just don't work at Journey's? Oh, just don't work at Journey's in general. Journey's is not a great company. Wow, I will never get rehired. Um, it's fine. They're lost. <laughs> what? If I make it big one day, they're right. going to find this interview and be like, Connie Campos <laughs> talks it's about Journey's. Email. Um, yeah. But it was, yeah, it was a horrible experience. So I texted Scott and I was like, hey, is Genghis Grill hiring? And so originally, like, I was like, whatever, like, I'll be a host. I don't even care. Uh So I was a host for a day, and then they made me a server. So I became a server, and then a couple, like, a month later, I became a bartender. So then I started bartending and serving at Genghis Mm -hmm. Grill. But I used to, I didn't love the food at Genghis Grill, probably why I closed. Mm -hmm. Um, So I used to always eat at Chewy's. Like, I would eat at Chewy's and then come Mm -hmm. to work. And so... When Genghis Grow closed, I was like, oh, well, I'm going to apply to Chewy's. It's right next door. And they gave me a job, and I've been grateful ever since. Chewy's. The best place on earth, guys. This is not how I thought I would end this. Yeah. This I, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>. I, <laughs> I was just curious to know. I thought you were going to say something like, oh, oh no. I had a horrible experience no, at Chewy's, and I was going to be sad. for Chewy's. Okay, good. Yeah. Good. I'm glad. Did your girlfriend like it, too? Oh, she loved it. Okay, yeah. good, good. We're, was... we're very, we're big fans of Tex-Mex. Oh, okay, yes. So, uh, spicy food is the best. Spicy food is the best. People it's have really a, good. an issue with it. You don't understand yeah. how many people go to Chewy's and they're like, what is, like, what is not spicy on this menu? And I'm like, why did you come to a Tex-Mex <laughs> restaurant if you didn't want spicy food? Like, I was like, literally, ha- ha- like, our mildest sauce, mm-hmm. which is the ranchero sauce, mm-hmm. someone tried it and was like, this is really spicy. And I was like, Carl, I don't know what to tell you. This is our mildest sauce. This is what we put in our kids' meals. Hey, let them dislike it. We don't yeah. need them. We don't need them. You, you know? <laughs> but, yeah. Love Chewy's. Go there, guys. <laughs> go, go to, to my show and then go to Chewy's. Go to, ooh. Ooh, that's a that's like a double propaganda. A plan. <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna do a raffle. Uh, the raffle is if you, if you get selected, you get to come with me to Chewy's and to Conversations of Women East LA. Yeah. Uh, yes. There you go. That it's sounds amazing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, my mom's gonna like win or something like like my mom and my aunt's gonna like win this raffle if I actually do the raffle. Aww. Uh, yeah. And then you'll have you'll you'll have to bring your mom to the show. Then yes, she'll learn <laughs> she'll learn about the struggles of being a Latino woman. Exactly. Yeah. I think that'll be a great experience. Wow. That'll be fun. Claudia Campos, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Aw. She'll be back. She'll I'll be, be back. back. I'll yeah. definitely be back. Oh yeah. I'll stay tuned. Maybe we'll listening. get Scott too. You guys can share Genghis Girl stories. Yeah. Ooh, that should be our next one. <laughs> we have do I have Genghis Girl stories? I'm sure he does too. Yeah. yeah. I think he came home. Yeah, he came home. I heard him come home. Oh, he was at the gym. Too funny. All right. Yeah. Claudia Campos, thank you. Thank you, Grant. I this, had so much fun. This was fun. It was fun, too. This was yeah. awesome. Yeah. Thank you for asking me about my story. No problem. Yeah. No problem. Thanks for telling. I might write a play about my abuela. That might be coming soon to a wow. 
theater space near you, probably my house, <laughs> my newest theater space. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I th- I'm thinking about doing that this summer. That's my that's writing my, one. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Writing a play. My seven minute performance was just really great. It was a great experience for me, and it was my about my abuela, and I I think I want to make it like a full length thing. Cool. Yeah. Seven minutes to, to couple hours. Couple, may, I uh, uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Seven minutes, ten minutes. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Again, Claudia Campos. She's awesome. She's might become Doctor. Yeah, Campos. maybe. Maybe. That's in the. It's in the works. It's in the there works. are a lot of things in the works. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Grant. And uh, we'll see you later. Uh, we'll we'll. <laughs> I'll talk to someone and you guys will hear it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Uh-huh.